0: You are listening to Life Skills One Hundred and One podcast by True North Homeschool Academy and Ultimate Homeschool Podcast Network. True North offers live online classes, clubs, ebooks, and more. You can find out more about our classes at TrueNorthHomeschoolAcademy.com. Lisa Nearing, our host, has homeschooled for over thirty years. She's a veteran educator, blogger, and public speaker. Now, without further ado, our host. Hey everybody, this is Lisa Nearing from True North Homeschool Academy, and I am here once again with the Life Skills 101 podcast. I am so excited to introduce to you today the gal behind This Mom Knows. It's a site and podcast, and it's Jennifer Uren, and she helps mompreneurs create and come up with systems, tools, and processes to really help their businesses and life run smoothly. For so many of us, every business, yes, feels like a parenting, no, Oh my gosh, I relate to that so well. So I'm super excited to have Jennifer on today, especially as we get a new year and we're talking about habits and really how to put into place the systems and tools that are going to really get us farther, faster. So Jennifer, so excited to have you on the show. Welcome. Well, thanks. Thanks for having me. I, I'd love to just have you share with us um, about the title, This Mom Knows. Tell us what goes on behind that. Do you know everything? Sure. I do not know everything, which is
1: really the heart behind it. Um, And at first first blush, a lot of people are like, well, she's really cocky. But no, (laughs) The, the idea is that as moms collectively, we have got it covered. And what I know, you might not know. And what you know, I might not know. And so on This Mom Knows, I'm sharing the things that I know. And I get a chance to talk to other moms and discover what they know. And together, we start to find the answers, the solutions, um, and all the tools that we need to support each other um, and lean into our own strengths and not feel like
0: we have to figure it all out on our own. I love that so much. I feel like life is a little bit more complex. I mean, it. everybody always says that, right? Life is so complex, but since 2020, some of the decisions that we've had to make have felt like we're making the the plan B decision all the time, right? Like we're not like in plan A zone. And so I feel like I love this whole heart behind what you're doing that we can come together and we can get some of the plan A done. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. (laughs) Makes me happy. (laughs) Um, So we're going to talk about building a mom team. And I like that because we all need a mom team. We have so many, we really talk to homeschoolers and so many more homeschoolers are working while they homeschool. That has been a huge trend since COVID. And it's really stressful because homeschooling is a job. You have a vocational job, running a house, as we all know, is a job, having successful relationships. That takes effort and concentration and all the things. We have all these things coming at us. How do we really sort out how to make it happen? And that is where you come in because you are really helping people understand and develop systems, tools, and processes. So let's just get started with something basic. How do we know when we need a mom team?
1: (laughs) Yeah. Well, the truth is, is that um, I think every mom needs a mom team all the time. It's one of those things though, when things are going well, it, can just feel like, you know, it's a smaller team. It might just be, you know, your relationship with God, your family, a few close friends, and the systems that are supporting your home. Um, and when things are going well, it can be really easy to confuse um, need with effectiveness. We don't think we need help, but in reality, we just have things that are working really effectively. So for example, um, you know, this is this is not a system, but a common problem is somebody doesn't feel well, they take medication, it works, they feel great, and they start to think, oh, I don't need the medication. And they've confused their need with the effectiveness of it. And so that's something that we we often do with our mom team when things go well, we don't notice the support we have in place, or we really discount it. Mm -hmm. It's when things are not going well, when that car breaks down on the side of the road, and you have all the children in it, when the internet goes out, and you're about to do a major interview, or, um, you know, someone is sick, and it leaves something critical hanging. That's when we discover our need for support. And it can be positive things too. It could be, you know, the addition of a new family member. It could be a product launch. It could be something exciting, but it's in these crisis moments that I think we realize our need for a mom team. And then it passes and we don't usually go back and do anything about it because everything's working well again. But that's when it's the most important to take the time to work on building out our team. Because if we spend time building our mom team, which is systems, tools, and people, When things are going well, then we have that resource available to us when we need it. And that makes the harder times run so much more smoothly.
0: Right. I love that. We did a house rebuild 12 years ago. We had a house fire. Mm -hmm. And my big takeaway from that among many (laughs) big takeaways was a lot of times the setup and the cleanup take more time than the actual doing of the project.
1: And yes. if you don't
0: set up well, the project can just be so frustrating. But if you set up well and you get your equipment and your tools and your drop claws and all your things and get everybody watered and fed ahead of time, why mm-hmm. you can just knock out that project. Usually half the time it takes to set up. And I yeah. think that's kind of what you're talking about here, right? Is that yeah, very much don't neglect that setup time.
1: Um, right. Because then you're not showing up to do and have to prepare to do, you're showing up to do and can do because you've got everything support that supports it in place.
0: Yeah, I love it. So how do there are so many systems in place, we just got a new project management system for behind the scenes at true north. Oh my gosh, it's like changed our whole behind the scenes thing. It's so amazing. What? How do you sort through? There's so many options and tools and even project management systems. I know a lot of homeschoolers are using like Trello or Asana um, or Monday.com. There's so many free things, Um, just Google Sheets. But how do you even how do you know what you need and how do you sort through the options? Because there are just hundreds maybe thousands right, right right well i'd say first two things before i really
1: answer that is one is remember every new thing has a learning curve and so it's not going to provide that promised outcome immediately usually you've got to learn it and then the second thing would be um once you pick something that's working for you put on your blinders and don't look at what other people are doing because there's shiny object syndrome it's so tempting to go maybe i should switch maybe that's better so um so like we've said, a mom team is comprised of systems, tools, and people who can support what we're doing. And it is a tough one to go through all the options because there are good options out there. But at the end of the day, I think it really boils down to how you think and how you function. Yeah. And frequently it can be a blend of um, of tools and systems or tools and people and things like that so here's a basic example is just the calendar right you Google planner or calendar and you have pages of options and it seems that people are either pen and paper or they're digital and mm-hmm. they both have their advantages and disadvantages which means that neither is right or wrong but um, they also each have limitations so for example your paper, planner might mean that even though you've written it down and you, you see it and you make that hand-eye connection, you don't have your calendar with you when you need it. But a digital calendar might mean that um, you get distracted by other things. You, you go on to check the calendar and now you're on Facebook or you're on email or something else. And so, so you've got disadvantages in, in both cases. But in both cases, it's actually a blend of a system, how you track your appointments and obligations and a tool, whether it's going to be paper or it's going to be digital. Hmm. And, um, and it could also include a, include a person. You could choose to have a VA who manages your calendar and connects with you regularly to help you prepare. So, so yeah. most of our solutions are actually blends of these things. And so it can be really helpful to step back and try to become an observer of yourself and your family so that you can discover what's going to work best for you. And so you might be surprised to discover, for example, that um, you thought you worked your way through a schedule and you like things in writing, but in reality, you respond to whatever interrupts and asks you to do something. So maybe you need a digital calendar with alarms that make you stop and do a task or prepare for a commitment. Mm -hmm. Or you discover that everybody congregates in the kitchen. And so having a calendar on the wall there rather than in the office is actually the better solution because now everyone can see what's happening and you're no longer the holder of that information or the bottleneck. Mm. So that's the most basic place to start yeah, is to start it. by observing patterns and, and the way you function.
0: Right. And just be, just be a student of yourself. Really? Yes. What, how do you learn? How do you communicate all those kind of things? Yes. I want to back up. Could yeah. you just define for us what is a system and what yeah. is a tool? Okay. <laughs> so a system, um, I believe,
1: is it's simply a process. It's, it's something that you, it's repeatable. It's, um, it's recordable. So if you have a system for something, you can write out how you do it. These are the steps that I take. This is how I do it when I do it. It's something you could teach somebody else to do. It's something that you could then delegate. Um, it's almost like a recipe. So here's what we're going to do. Here's how we're going to do it. And this is how we know it's done. And um, so, I mean, honestly, the most basic system any of us have is brushing our teeth. We have a system, we turn on the water, we get, you know, whatever it is, we all have some variations of it, but there is a system for brushing your teeth. The tool then is how are you going to accomplish it? So the tool is which toothbrush do you like? Do you like a manual? Do you like an electric? Do you like a, you know, whatever. Um, and which toothpaste do you like? And when do you do it? Do you do it in the morning and at night? Do you do it after every meal? So, so that's the difference between really a system and a tool. And so most things require both. Um, there's very few things I think that are strictly a system. Um, that don't require some tool for it to to actually function well. Yeah, and so we tend helpful. to we tend to pull it in and talk about system. We tend to talk about the tool as the system, when in reality the system uses tools. And that's why we could have a system that works for everybody and they implement it and execute it in different ways with different tools based on their, their needs and personality.
0: I love that because it, it just clarifying the difference. Allows us to just pivot and upgrade when there's more tools available or there's, you know, I mean, technology is just changing at such a great rate. We don't have to use the same thing. If we have the process and the system in place, we can just bring in those new tools. I love that. Right. Yeah. Great. Okay. So um, I love the fact that you said put blinders on because <laughs> yeah. sometimes you just have to go, no, nope, I sent the money. I'm committed. We're going to do this and yes. we'll, we'll reevaluate as we go and all those kind of things. So as we're building our mom team, where are good start here systems to begin with? I I, yeah. I that is that I just want the, the listeners to note that is a, a phrase from you. Yeah. <laughs> a yeah. good start here system. And that's a that's a really great place to say it because so many of us have stuff that we might not have a really manageable system. I like to think about laundry because with homeschoolers, if you don't have your kitchen under control and your laundry under control, that yeah. that could be the the thing that just breaks you with homeschooling. You know, having laundry everywhere, ugh, it just drives you nuts. So Where's a good start here? (laughs) Yeah. So
1: I have defined things. There's a home side and then there's the business slash homeschool side, because like you mentioned before, homeschooling is a job and it requires, when I started homeschooling, the thing that cracked me up was everyone's, well, now you have flexibility. And now, and they acted like I flitted through my day with this vast, you know, hours in front of me. And actually, I had less time than they did. (laughs) So, yeah, Yeah. I think, I think you can say there's home and then there's business slash homeschool. And some people are doing both. Yeah. Um, But in both cases, I think there's three key systems that are really um, foundational. And on the home side, these are, and you've touched on two of them, it's basically meals, laundry, and paper. And these things meet all of our basic needs. So when we have our meals under control, for example, then we know what we're making. And when we know what we're making, we know what we need to buy. And when we know what we need to buy, we know when and where to buy it. So, you know, and then there's great tools that we can use to help us with this, depending on our needs and our routines. Laundry. Laundry to me, it's the gateway to all things cleaning. So when our family has clean clothes, um, it's obviously hygienic, but it also means that everyone can leave the house and do the things they have to do. They're prepared to go to do the next thing. It's the first step in cleaning your house because you've got laundry piles on the floor. You can't sweep. So it's just, to me, it's the cornerstone and most cleaning processes and systems, um, come off of this one. And then having a system for paper means our bills are paid, our events are prepared for, appointments aren't missed. It all kind of gets encompassed. And again, there's, there's more specific systems for each of those things, but knowing when the mail comes in, where does it go? How do we process it? That's, that's a big um, basic system. On the other side with business or homeschool, um, I think the three systems there are workspace, email and time and these are a little less tangible but they're all about facilitating meaningful work and so those are the basic needs on that side of things so your workspace could be virtual it could be portable it could be permanent but it's really about having the right tools available at the right time it's kind of that that setup like we were talking about before Um, email is the heart of communication and this can include, you know, other messaging apps and so forth, but it's about having a system to read, implement, and respond to the information. That's really a big part of your success. And then time, it's not only your calendar of appointments, but it's also your rhythms and your routines around tasks and creating. And so time that is delineated and protected can be used. It's when we try to find time or we wait until we have time that we set things down a path of just it's inaction. It'll never happen because we will never find that time. We will never magically have that time. We have to protect that time. So there is infinite room for systems, tools, people to support you. But these six cover most of the basic needs and give you that, um, that framework off of which to build and support all the other systems that, that can help your home and family.
0: I love it. I love it. I, I would say most of us intuitively have a sense of some of this, at least because we, if we're successful in any level, we have to have some of this managed, but yes. what, what is in your experience from doing this for however long you've been doing it? What is the one thing people struggle with most and a simple way to address it? Is that too well, packed of a question?
1: <laughs> no. Well, and it's not even necessarily a system. It's a mindset. The biggest thing I think people struggle with is as moms, we believe that we are the ones that, has, that have to do it. And so we become a bottleneck. And so one of the things I like to say is you can do it all, just not by yourself. Yeah. And so when we think we're the one, so um, the male, for example, I have to get the mail. I have to open the mail. I have to pay the bills. Well, no, I can open the mail and process the mail, but someone else could possibly pay the bills or I could have those automated, or I could have, I could teach my kids how to enter things on the calendar so that it's there. Um, Same with meal planning. This was a big one in our house. I do most of the cooking, which is fine. I don't love it. Um, But I felt that I was supposed to do all the grocery shopping. My husband loves to grocery shop. He was grocery shopping and we had no plan. So we had groceries and nothing to eat. We spent our money and I didn't know what to make for dinner. And so once we worked in a system that removed me as the bottleneck that allowed for good communication, now we don't even think about it, frankly, anymore. It's almost takes no time at all. And you know, we have the tools and he knows what to buy. He's got a little attitude. I know what we're making. I have what I need. Um, it was a mindset of shifting out of, I'm the mom, I have to be the one to do this. And what, what is my bottleneck might not be your bottleneck, but I can almost guarantee you that there's something that every mom would feel guilty about letting go. But if they set back and look, they might realize they're actually the bottleneck and preventing something from happening Mm -hmm. by keeping it on their plate.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, So, and I'm just thinking about so many of us are working, we're homeschooling, at least, or we're doing after schooling and we're managing the house, all the things. Um, What is, I mean, I'm just thinking like, if you had one luxury thing that you could purchase to help take you out of it, what would be that thing?
1: Hmm. If there's one luxury thing I could do, it would be to have, um, it's like have Alice from Brady Bunch, someone who could come in (laughs) and do particularly my cleaning and laundry. Um, and the funny thing is laundry, the worst part to me is putting it away. I can do every other step, but I do not want to put it away. (laughs) Um, but just taking off those things, um, like that off my plate. Cause I love the conversations. I love the creating and, um, I sometimes just feel like, okay, well, these are the important things and I have good systems to support them, but I still have to work the system. I still have to do it. So if someone
0: else could come in and do that, I'd yeah. be thrilled. <laughs> and I think for some of us, if we're making money and we're working to help support yes. our family, we might not realize that it financially, it makes sense to hire somebody to do some yes. of those things. Right. Is that, would absolutely you agree with
1: that? In fact, I I presented to a mom's group recently and a mom raised her hand and she said, I work. um, I have little kids. I'm exhausted. And by the time they go to bed, that's my first chance to clean. And I'm too tired to." She said, I have it in the budget to hire a housekeeper, but I feel so guilty. And I said, don't feel guilty. She's part of your bomb team. That's mm-hmm. giving you energy for your family. Mm. And at the end of the day, that's what it's about. It's about having the energy to do the things that we've been called to do. Mm-hmm. And so it doesn't mean that we can, you know, abdicate responsibility. She's still responsible to make sure their home is clean, but it doesn't mean she has to do it herself. She has the means to, to hire out. Mm-hmm. And the woman next to her said, but what if you don't have room in your budget for you? And so I said, well who can you trade with? What can you trade? I know when my um, oldest was an infant, I had a friend who loved laundry. So for six weeks, she picked up my laundry, took it to her house, washed it, folded it and brought it back. Now I still had to put it away, which is the one part I hated. However, (laughs) during those six weeks, I didn't have capacity to even think about laundry. Mm -hmm. And so by the end of that presentation, these two moms were actually talking about how they could trade some services. The one loves to clean, the other likes to cook. She's like, you come clean while I cook, and then we'll have a coffee date and you'll go home with dinner. And they had worked out how they could exchange their, um, their assets, so to speak, the thing that they could do in exchange for the thing that they didn't want to do, but in a way that, that lifted everybody up. And so, yeah, absolutely swap hire, but yeah, do the things that you are supposed to be doing.
0: I love it. I heard years ago in a Bible study, um, at church, it was the pastor's wife. And she said, when you say yes to things that you're not called to, you are taking that opportunity from the person who's supposed to be there. And I think that's a good thing to think about as we build our mom team. I I'm just thinking about when you hire somebody to come in and and clean your house, or we've done that a couple times where we've just had somebody come in when we had an event happening in our home.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: it really, that person's so grateful because, you know, nine times out of 10, like, oh, they were praying for that extra $100. And, you know, we just don't realize that it's not selfish to share what we have. If we have it in the right. budget to hire somebody to come in and create systems for us or do the laundry, We're actually providing them opportunities that they might not have had otherwise.
1: Exactly. And then you become part of their mom team because you're helping me to need. And, and the other side of that is it can be really uncomfortable to ask for help, but it can be harder to receive help. And so my encouragement would be in that same vein of don't prevent someone else from doing what they're supposed to be doing is receive that help and that blessing, because that's part of what someone else has been called to do. And the, when we learn to receive well, then we can give well, and we can, we can ask better questions when it comes time to getting help as well.
0: So yeah, it, it's a that. two-way street. Uh, that is, that is so true. Um, what I, I think I could talk to you all day <laughs> about some of this stuff. I'd really like to, you guys go listen to our podcast. This mom knows <laughs> Jennifer, Sorry. what's one last thing you'd like to leave our listeners with? Um, don't
1: even try to do it all at once. Pick one thing and work it for six weeks, 12 weeks, whatever, but don't, don't take on too much and don't look out too far. Make it really um, manageable because the more wins you can have, let's say you do one thing a month, the end of the year, you're going to have 12 wins instead of trying to do 12 things now and not succeed in any of them, and at the end of the year, you don't have anything to show for it. So, start small, start specific.
0: Mm, I love that. I was thinking about that. I was was telling you. I was driving my daughter to work this morning, and on the way to work, I was thinking, I'm going to just memorize a scripture a month. Not every day, not every week. Just once a month. That's twelve scriptures. Because you know, you you have these great ideas. At least I do all the time about all the things you could do, but if you're not making it smart and specific and measurable, um, and measurable can be one cup, it doesn't have to be 12 pounds. Right. <laughs> right exactly. Yeah. And I think for some of us as moms, we're always thinking about like the big thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I love it. Thank you so much. So many helpful tips and tools and tricks. Um, so again, Jennifer Uberin, you can find her at this mom knows go visit her website. Um, she's got a great podcast. I will list links for you guys in the show notes. And if you have any questions, you can reach out to me and I will make sure that she gets the message. But Jennifer, thank you so much for joining me today. I really appreciate it. Cool. Well, thanks for having me, Lisa. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Life Skills 101, Life Skills for Digital Age by True North Homeschool Academy and the Ultimate Homeschool Podcast Network. If you like this podcast, please help us by sharing and subscribing. If you are interested in learning more about Lee Neary and True North Homeschool Academy, go to truenorthhomeschoolacademy.com and look up our Facebook page, True North Homeschool Tribe. Thank you.